Hello, my friends. It's Andy and Hedy. It can be live from the United States of America. <laughs> 1776. Yes. Um, how are you? You've had quite the day. Busy, busy, busy. Yes. Yeah. Well, what's happening? Which one of our... Oh, it's the Rumble. Sorry, Rumble viewers. Uh, we're having trouble with Rumble today, which I, was, I don't know why. Um, but uh, you get to stay in this air-conditioned house. Yes, I did. And uh, hang out with the cat. And my daughter. And your daughter. <laughs> and her boyfriend. We made tacos. Nice. So good. I was out working. Really? Yes. Is that what you call that? Yes. That was my daughter's birthday. My oldest daughter's birthday, uh, Courtney. Uh, 28. Wow. That is so crazy. Is it? <laughs> 28 years old. We went to the Renaissance Fair. and uh, That's his work for the day. That it was I worked Please. my tail off today. The line of cars to get in was over a mile long. Oh. And so I, I listened to an oh, entire uh, uh, podcast, vlog of um, Steve Crowder. Louder with Crowder. Okay. Yeah, that was good. I don't know how, why I even told you about that. You like to do this. <laughs> you like to give us details. Yes. All right, let's see who's commenting already. We have somebody on. Frank Lozano. He's all the way in Romania. What? Hi, Frank. Wow. Yeah, he's going uh, to help people. Yes. Right? Yes. Very good. Well, you be safe out there, Frank. Yes. I got a new mic just to see if the mic, does it let us know? Does the mic oh, sound yeah. better? Oh, yeah, Frank will tell yeah, us. Yeah, he would tell us whether the mic. Uh, yeah, he invested the, in a new mic, so let us know if it was worth it. Just to see. I hope, hope it evens things out a little bit. We even wore headphones the other day. Which is much better to do, but neither one of them like wearing them. All right, let's get to the devotional. We're getting to uh, Living Fearless Devotional is our name of our <laughs> of our show, but the uh, Wigglesworth Devotional, uh, Smith Wigglesworth, the legend. Uh, it's April 9th. The title is "The Bread of Life." <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, the reference is John six thirty two through thirty three. And Moses did not give you the bread from heaven. The Father gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. The scripture reading is John 6, uh, 5 through 11, and then 26 through 51. Smith says, Beloved, I want God to give you a spiritual appetite so that you will have a great inward desire to eat the word where you will savor it with joy, where you will consume it with grace. As the word comes to you, the word of God, the bread of heaven, the very thing you need, the very nature of the life of the son of God. And as you eat, you will be made in a new order after him who has created you for his plan and purpose. The process of the word of God must kindle in us a separation from the world. It must bring death to everything except the life of the word of Christ in our hearts. I want to save you from judging because to the degree that you have not come into the revelation of this eternal working in you, to that degree, you will not come right through believing in the true principle of the word of life. The word of God is to give you light, the spirit of the Lord and the word of the Lord. One is light. The other is life. We must see that God wants us to have these two divine properties, life and light, so that we are in a perfect place to judge ourselves by the word of God. The word of God will stand true, whatever our opinions may be. Scripture says very truly, 
For what if some did not believe? Will their unbelief make the faithfulness of God without effect? Never. Will it change the word? No. God will sift the believer. Sift. Yes, like wheat. Yes. To break away the chaff. Yes. Get away from the chaff. Chaff is judgment. Chaff is unbelief. Yes. Chaff is fear. Chaff is failing. It is the over. It is the covering of the weak. As uh, long as it covers the weak, it hinders them from coming from bread. Wow. So God has a deal with the chaff. He has to remove it so that you might be the pure bread, the pure life, the pure word. And so that there will be no strange thing in you, no misunderstanding. God has to deal with his people. And if God deals with the house of God, then the world will soon be dealt with. The principle is this. All the world needs and longs to be right. And so we have, the, have to be salt and light to guide them, to lead them to operate before them so that they see our work, our good works and glorify our Lord. You need the bread to feed the life to you. The word of God is the bread. There is no famine going on now. God is giving us the bread of life. He who comes to me will sh shall never hunger and he who believes in me shall never thirst. It is a constant satisfaction, an inward joyful expression, a place of peace. The, oh, the thought for today the word of God will be the same whether people people believe it or not. There you go. <laughs> All right. What do you think? A couple of things came to me. There is a bunch of small thoughts. One is uh, the power of communion mm -hmm. because that's how the Lord constantly reminds us that he gave his life for us. His flesh is his life that we embody and that... Um, we could take communion anytime. I actually really became passionate about uh, communion and doing it at home uh, early, early on when I became a believer. I read this wonderful book about the communion of, of the blood written by, I don't know, I think it was, I can't remember actually, but it was a fantastic <laughs> small little book. And it just has been a great remembrance and I think a purification process. But also the fact that uh, the, I love the comparison of wheat and the chaff because he doesn't compare it to the wheat as in the parable um, that the Lord gives separating the wheat from the weeds, but he mentions the chaff, which is the covering of the wheat. Mm -hmm. And so the sifting process is extraordinarily painful at times, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I get why he does it. It's a great analogy. Yeah. You know, in order to be pure bread, you got to get rid of that husk. The chaff that's covering it. Yeah, just has to be done. Just has to as be done. painful as it is. Yes. Underneath is pure food. Hey, go to rec go to resurrect ministry. I don't know why. Every time I go to say that the first time, I stumble. Yeah. Why is that? I don't know. Resurrectministry.com. Go there. That's where you'll find all of our content and yes. how to reach us and um, subscribe, subscribe to the podcast, to the oh, YouTube stuff. channel, all of it. Absolutely. Let's go. The scriptures are a little long, but I thought we would get to that okay. uh, before too long uh, because it's John 6, 5 through 11, and then 26 to 51. Okay. Quite uh, lengthy there. Well, and this is the story, the miracle, the um, five, feeding the 5,000 with the five loaves of bread and two fish. So Jesus answered and said, and said to them, most assuredly, I say to you, you seek me not because you saw signs, but, oh, sorry, that's the later part. Let me read the first part. 
Then Jesus lifted up his eyes and saw a great multitude coming toward him. And he said to Philip, where shall we buy bread that these may eat? But this he said to test him, for he himself knew what to do. And Philip answered, 200 denarii worth of bread is not sufficient for them. And every one of them would have a little. One of the disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said to him, there's a lad here who has five barley loaves and two small fish, but what are they among so many? Jesus said, make the people sit down. Now there was much grass in the place and the men sat down in number of about 5,000 men. So that's possibly not including the women and children that were there. So it probably was more than 5,000. Mm -hmm. And Jesus took the loaves and when he had given thanks, he distributed them to the disciples and the disciples to those sitting down and likewise of the fish as much as they wanted. Then um, Wigglesworth skips down to, and then Jesus assuredly said to them, said to them, most assuredly, I say to you, you seek me not because you saw the signs, but because you ate of the loaves and were filled. Do not labor for the food which perishes, but for the food which endures to everlasting life, which the Son of Man will give you, because God the Father has set his seal on him. He's talking to the, to the Jews, the currently unbelievers. They said to him, what shall we do that we may work the works of God? Jesus answered and said to them, this is the work of God, that you believe in him who is sent. Therefore, they said to him, what sign will you perform then that we may see it and believe you? After they just saw the miracle. Of the <laughs> right. What work will you do? Our fathers ate manna in the desert, as it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. And Jesus said to them, most assuredly, meaning like I'm making a very important point here. I say to you, Moses did not give you the bread from heaven. But my father gives you the true bread from heaven for the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Then they said to him, Lord, give us this bread always. And Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me shall never hunger. He who believes in me shall never thirst. But I said to you that if you have seen, I say this to you, but you have seen me and still do not believe. All that the father gives me will come to me. And the one who comes to me, I will by no means cast out. Hallelujah. For I have come down from heaven, not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. And this is the will of the father who sent me, that of all he has given me, I should lose nothing, but raise it all up on the last day. And this is the will of him who has sent me, that everyone who sees the son and believes in him will have everlasting life. And I will raise him up on that last day. The Jews then complained about him because he said, I'm the bread which came from heaven. And they said, is this not Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? How is it that he says, I came down from heaven? Hmm. Jesus answered and said to them, do not murmur among yourselves. No <laughs> one came to me unless the father who sent me draws him and I will raise him up at that last day. It is written in the prophets and they shall all be taught by God. Therefore, who has heard and learned from the father comes to me. Not that anyone has seen the father except he who is from God. He has seen the Father. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me will have everlasting life. I am the bread of life. Your fathers ate the man in the wilderness and are dead. This is the bread which comes down from heaven, that one may eat and not die. I am the living bread which comes down from heaven, he repeats. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread that I shall give is my flesh, which I shall give for the life of the world. And... I, I want to remember to make a note of this passage because a lot of the criticisms that Muslims say is that Jesus was only a prophet and he himself never said he was the son and mm -hmm. that he was God. And so I think it's 
Uh, and so there are many red letter verses of the Bible, this being one of them where he explicitly says, I am the son, I was sent by the father. Yep. I am the only one that sees him. And so I think it's a, an important passage to remember. Kate's on. Hello, Kate. Hi, Kate. Nice to see you. Oh, let me get rid of that so we can see Kate's name better. There we go. Um, yeah, make sure to comment so because um, it helps when you comment just to say hi. That's why we encourage you to do it. It really pushes out so other people see it, especially since my account's uh, being suspended right now in sorts. Are you suspended? Again. Again. After the uh, school board thing. Um, another 90 days. 90 days? Yes. Is it your they just lower the, um, the ability for the, 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 the Facebook to get out there. Wow. Yeah. YouTube hasn't sent me a notice yet, but uh, yeah, send it out, say hi, uh, or say hi, send it out and share it to other people. That's even that's even better, too, if you could share it out. That would be awesome. Hey, Jan, nice to see you. Hi, Jan. And Priscilla's on. Hi, Priscilla. All of our friends. All right, let's get to Romans 3.3. For what if some did not believe? Will their unbelief make the faithfulness of God without effect? Heavens, no. <laughs> that part wasn't in there. That, that was not in there. <laughs> you added that. It's in another part of Paul's. Oh, okay. says, I can't remember what scripture it is, but he does that before. About sinning because of grace. For the time has come for the judgment to begin at the house of God. That's us, folks. And if it begins with us first, what will be the end of those who do not obey the gospel of God? Hmm. It's probably a, a simple answer, and I'm guessing that I know the answer to this. But uh, why do you suppose uh, Jesus decided to use the bread for being his body, his flesh. Why not something else, like a piece of bologna? Why do you ask questions that nobody knows? <laughs> My assumption is because it was a staple, I'm sure. It was probably one of the most important things. I mean, it's one of his titles. I am the bread of life. I am the living yeah. water. But bread, I'm guessing everybody would know what that is. Like it's it's the I thing that no takes away hunger. <laughs> really? How can I? How can I guess why? Why Jesus decided to well, call himself I'm, the bread I'm of life? I'm guessing that he must have told somebody. <laughs> God said, "Hey, make sure that everybody knows that it's a staple at this period in our world's history." Great uh, assumptions, um, yes. And um, it would take away hunger right away. I mean, we love—I mean, not you, but most of us love eating <laughs> bread. <laughs> Look, don't hey. Jesus? Do you know why Jesus chose to be the or the Father chose? Or Jan Frank? or Kate? Don't Kate, get yeah. I mean, they obviously Frank. And Come on. Frank, all of you, sorry. Priscilla, did I say Priscilla? Why God chose to be the bread of life and, and not bologna. Yeah. <laughs> I have no answer to that, folks. Andy's a deep thinker. Artichoke. So he could have artichoke. take this leaf of, of artichoke. Garlic. Yes. Why that, bread? That, that would make communion really uncomfortable. <laughs> it had to be a piece of bologna and, a, and grape juice. I think a, like a leaf of artichoke. Jan's like not touching that one. See, yeah, that's <laughs> most of us have that feeling like we have no idea. <laughs> oh, sorry. I can't see. My eyes are burning so badly. It was 90 something degrees over at the uh, where they at have your work? at the at my work. <laughs> the <sun's> fair. <laughs> and it was dusty and my eyes are just Rosemary. Bright. That was Andy's guess, too, that it was a staple of food and. I yeah. mean, yeah, there's a lot of things we could hypothesize, but I don't think anybody knows for sure why it was bread instead of garlic. Or Because then you could use the example of the wheat, too, 
for the shaft. It kind of shaft, not the shaft. Like, the shaft is a, a movie about a detective. <laughs> okay. What movie about a detective? Okay. Just wanted to make sure this is this is a G-rated program. <laughs> The movie Shaft. He had a bald head. I, I forget if he was the cop or the bad guy. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Sandy has a theory. Yes. That it's the connection to the manna from heaven. Mm. It isn't manna bread? Yeah. It's, I mean, it was a form. It was this heavenly. Yeah, I'm just, we still have this bread issue. Yes. Why, why bread out of the. He could have. He did fish, which we wouldn't have the logo for the chosen if he wouldn't have used fish. Yes. It would have been, there would have been, there have been no connection. We're going to have to investigate. <laughs> Thank you, Sandy V. Um, Sandy V, where are you from? This then. is Sandy, our neighbor. What? If I'm uh, not mistaken. Oh, very cool. Everybody, uh, like in the signal, all the moms that are in the signal for the Yorbalinda, uh, plus that Yorbalinda School District, mm -hmm. they use different names. And I don't know how, who half the people are. They go, oh. Andy, yeah, they'll, I say, can you save me a seat? And somebody said, yeah, we'll save you a seat. And I get there, and I didn't even know uh, that that's who was saving me. They have like uh, code names. Code names. Other than Leander Blades, it says it right out there. Yeah. But everybody else. Um, did we get through all the scripture? Yeah. All right. Well, that was one of my big questions. Oh, Brad. thanks. That was a lot of help. Hooked on Jesus. Which one is uh, hooked on Jesus? Is it the is it the dude? Uh, the dude or, or, the, or the, the chick? I have no idea. Yeah, I said chick. I know if everybody's gonna. Have an uproar. Um, Better than woman. <laughs> Apparently, it's, it's less controversial to call him a, yeah. a chick. So let's go now back to when Jesus is telling people that this is my flesh. Eat of it. The communion. Yeah, this is my, this wine is my blood. Drink my blood. We know it. Lost a lot of believers. He lost a lot of people. When he my, said that. I, I was wondering. Yeah, a Maybe. lot of people were like, this is a bridge too far. <laughs> Kind of way. Which was probably part of the wisdom of him like clearing out the weeds, you know? Really? Yeah. I mean, that's one of the things with being a believer now as opposed to a believer prior to being a believer. When you were just a Christian? Yeah. <laughs> Is that the Bible, I, I tell you all the time, I, I think we just did this a couple weeks ago, where I read something, we read something together, mm -hmm. uh, and I, I totally know what that means. Like, but but it's a part of the Bible that is read read, uh, read all the time. It's not like one of the unusual books that nobody reads. It's like whatever it was was like I've read that, and I've heard pastors read it a hundred times. Yes, but these connections are are made so much stronger to believers. Back to my point, when you heard Jesus say, "This is this is my bread," he knew they they knew it was a representation of his. They didn't think he was crazy. They go, "Oh, we get it." With other people thought right but i think that there is a reason why i think spiritually the reason why and that's why i called it to our attention when he's referring to that mm -hmm. uh, smith wigglesworth was referring to ingesting the word was that he he didn't mean it literally but it has way more power than an allegory mm -hmm. in other words that symbolic gesture of the flesh and the blood would constantly have a spiritual regenerative property to it when we did it. That's mm -hmm. what I had read about in this book. And, and I actually 
absolutely feel it when I'm particularly depressed or down or stressed, or I feel sick, I take communion and there's just this overwhelming sense of peace that comes from it. Mm -hmm. So yes, it's not literal, but it's more than just an, it, uh, a metaphor or an allegory. It is God intended it to have spiritual weight and consequence, the act of communion. It wouldn't have survived 2000 years if it didn't. No. I just realized that how difficult it, it would have been for people standing there to not think he was crazy. Oops, sorry. Thinking he wasn't, that he was not all there. 5150. <laughs> you know? But, but it's, obviously it's much easier to us because we, we have been living in it and it just, right. we just, we understand what it means. So I just, uh, I think of the crazy people on the side of the, <laughs> you know, as you're walking and they're yelling crazy things. The building's talking to me. And we think they're crazy, but what if they? Yeah, not not. I I have a new understanding of people who say those kinds of things because sometimes it's just a split in the demonic realm too. Mm -hmm. Whether it's the spiritual or the demonic, there is another realm, um, and the Bible talks about it repeatedly. And the question is, who has access to that realm and for what reason? Mm. So. That's one of the reasons they say not to take hallucinogenics or psych psychedelics because yeah. it gives you access to a demonic world you're not supposed to have access to. And then there's other people because of the spiritual gifting of discernment and the ability to cast out demons, they are granted the ability to see those things for, for God's purposes. Hmm. So you never know who you're coming across right. and why they know it. Yeah. Uh, Jan says the renaissance fair makes you a little crazy yeah it can't today was really mellow though yeah and I, you said that I, it was um i think people just were like happy to be there they weren't they weren't there to they weren't going you know, letting loose like no 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 there were a couple right some people but some people walked right up and started walking with us and chatting with us we don't know have any idea who they were oh um, but they were it was just it was a good time Nice. I'm glad to hear. Every that. so, I mean, I, I think just about every Renaissance, I've seen a fight or something, or somebody pushed somebody, or you looking at me? No. And you <laughs> left before probably the real madness started. Oh, you could be right. Sunset. <laughs> you could be this right. This was the PG version. Sandy V is from Placentia. Yes, yeah. that's a, the um, the couple that we went and visited their home. Oh yes, Sandy V. That's Sandy V. Yes. All right, Kate says. He is the bread and makes sense because it's pleasant. It sustains us and we need it to eat it every day and bread takes the hunger away. Like water, when he told the woman, yes, I said the woman at the well, that if she drank of him, she would never thirst again. Yes, yeah. he's the water of life and the bread of life. Yeah, he Living water. He couldn't have used better examples. I, just, I wasn't questioning his, his thought process. <laughs> I was just trying to figure out why. <laughs> hey, while we're talking about this, I think it kind of leads in, I think, uh, to... Um, our night last night. Uh, oh, I, I want to I see how you make that segue. <laughs> learning about this great organization. And uh, I found it under um, uh, Bethany International. International. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah of course, you, have a, you were probably paying attention and, and know all the, the aspects of it. But um, we actually uh, talked to the CEO too. Yes. Right? And um, it's an organization that we go, why don't we know about this organization? Why don't we know what they're doing? Because 
just in the short period of time we've been around, you would think we'd heard about this great organization. Right. It does so much. What do they do? Uh, they train missionaries out for the mission field. And basically their goal, so they take the Olivet Discourse of, the, of Jesus where he says that my gospel shall be re, um, preached to the ends of the earth and to testify to all nations. And so what he says, uh, so the way they've interpreted it is not just reaching the unsaved, but they must they must reach the unreached. So they've actually laid out in the world what communities most likely have never heard of the gospel. The gospel has never reached because they have populations of less than 1% of Christians. And so they do this amazing like demographic study about what missions they should set up based on where those unreached individuals are. So it's kind of a different model. Mm -hmm. uh, and their missionary program is funded in part by, in a large part by a work relationship. So in other words, a student that wants to attend um, works on campus in exchange for his tuition. I don't know if that's what they do for every kid, but for the majority of them, either through scholarships or through this work program. They just do a lot of really, uh, really neat things. And they have, uh, a ministry that's particularly of Muslim born turned to Christ believers that they use in particular for Muslim regions, uh, which I think is really neat. And um, this kind of just a cultural sensitivity that they would have and, and maybe an ability to connect with their, uh, with the people that they encounter. But what's also cool is that they, um, they support this music band uh, yeah. called Reborn which was also, I mean, amazing, amazing voices these two gentlemen yes. had, right? Well, one was a uh, Super Bowl winning um, player for the Colts. Um, and just... The other was a semi-pro rugby player. Out of uh, South Africa? South Africa. South Africa. Uh, but amazing town. There's a third guy, but he's in Canada and he can't get here. The Canadian right. government, government will let him come out of Canada. Yeah, it's really, really difficult rules to get in and out of Canada. He's probably not vaccinated. It sounds like North, North Korea. Right. So crazy. But he couldn't join uh, the other two. But uh, together, those guys had great harmony. Sounded so good. Yeah, uh, they're called Reborn. Um, is there stuff on their website about them, too? I think so. Let's see if I can bring that up. Uh, yeah, I just suggest you check them out because they're just, it's beautiful. Really, really good. That's not them. Yeah, it is. Oh, you saw that. You saw this. Yes. Three men. There it is. That's the one. Three men, three nations, three stories. See, the guy's in the in the circle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Copy that. We're going to put the link in the back to the bread. The, this, there is leaven and unleaven, also a spiritual con connotation. Yes, because Oops, the Lord so taught us to avoid yeast, right? Because yeast multiplies. And yeast is a fungus. So I think that there is a great uh, spiritual connotation to avoiding the fungus that will multiply. So there is. I don't know if Hooked on Jesus, you have a theory. Can you tell us your name too, by the way, so we don't have to call you Hooked on Jesus? <laughs> <laughs> Never heard of unleavened baloney. <laughs> yeah. True. Oops. Sorry, wrong thing. Let me take this one off. Just want to show you really quick while we have them up here is the the dudes oh, it's showing the bread 
there. But uh, these are the guys that were uh, there last night. So the football players on the right, the rugby players on the left, and don't know. So I, I think he's a traditional musician. Uh, always been. He was like a Grammy Award winner too, or something like yes. that. Yes, Dove Dove Awards winner. But um, oh my gosh, it was it was very in, informal. Is the right way to say it? Yes. Right last night, um, and we um, were one or two of you know maybe fifteen people I think, and most of the people were there because they were either speaking, <laughs> right? So that left maybe six or seven. Right. And the reason I say that is because I, I'm not sure if it was what, which presenter said it, and it really kind of, I thought about this, that, you know, even at our event that we did in um, uh, Westlake Village, mm-hmm. we were worried about the numbers of people that showed up. Um, with this thing last night, I'm not sure that that was one of the worries. They just wanted the right people right, to be there. And... You know, you think about that sometimes, you know, these guys brought in, you know, they didn't bring in a lot of equipment, but a little bit of equipment. They drove from wherever to be there. For sure. And so and signed for essentially Blue from Missouri. Six, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They sang for six of us. That's this event. Well, they, no, did you not? Did, yeah. I mean, I, maybe it wasn't the turnout that they would have expected, but mm-hmm. I think it's similar. I'm going to pull this back to the church where yeah. it's not about the numbers of people and a lot of times uh churches uh, measure growth by the number of people in the seats and that's really not how we should measure growth what we should measure growth by is how many people are actually living out the being disciples of christ that's good right you know that they're not just sitting in there and getting entertained yeah that's right uh jen wants to know where it was in ukaipa at a Calvary there. Yes, Calvary Chapel, Ukaipa. It is called Wild something. Wildwood. Wildwood. Calvary. And it wasn't a public event. That's so, to be fair, that's why there wasn't a lot of people in attendance. They only invited, like, each of the participants invited two or three of their friends. And then last night, they, they showed us what they're doing across the globe and a little bit of presentation. And one of those things was the difference between somebody that is unsaved versus unreached. Unsaved versus unreached. And I was talking about that in the beginning. Yeah, but it's just, but that was the beginning of me having another new understanding of something that I've never even heard. Oh before. yeah, no, no. I, I never thought of it that way too. And it's such an important concept if we think about um, how we evangelize and how we try to witness to people and and work on mission projects because. There were some red dots of unreached people in the United States, too. So yeah. even if you don't fly somewhere far away, I think it's important to know where people have not have not heard of the gospel. And I mean, to tell you, quite frankly, I was in Brentwood, California, and I had not heard the gospel. Mm-hmm. So it's not I haven't heard of Jesus. Many people have heard of Jesus, folks. But do they know the gospel? You know, the... The five fingers, Jesus died for your sins. We were all born sinners. Jesus died for our sins, was born again to save us from our sins. We turn to him and repent and accept him as our Lord and Savior, and we shall have eternal life. You won't believe how many people do not know that, that concept, even possibly your neighbors. <laughs> I'm thinking many people in the school board room the other night don't know Jesus, don't know the gospel based on their reaction. I mean, it's one thing to know it and reject it, mm. but it's another not to even know it. Wow. 
So sad. Uh, Jesus says. Friends call me MacGyver, uh, but that works. If Andy can use Falco and I can use MacGyver. <laughs> good deal, MacGyver. Sounds good to me. All right. Uh, how about we get to, over to here and tell people about this app that is so amazing. There might be somebody watching right now that's not not heard about this. It's unreached yeah. by Edify. Right. Okay, cool. Look at you tying it together. Yeah, look at that. Wow. So check it out. This is how you get it. And if you would subscribe to our podcast, we'd be most grateful. This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app. E-D-I-F-I dot app. All right, we have a busy day tomorrow on Sunday. We have um, Pastor Jack Hibbs. Yes. In the morning. Or it's the afternoon. I forgot. One o'clock. One o'clock. And then... So if you're still there, we're going on one o'clock. Yeah. Then we... Um, American Faith Gala. We have a gala. I can't remember the name of it. We have a gala that we got invited to. Yes. How exciting is that? That is. It's my first like gala of Orange County. And you're sure that I can't wear jeans and flip-flops and a polo to a gala? <sighs> Gotta wear a black suit. Yes. Am I gonna wear a tie? You don't have to. I don't I'm not a big on ties. So really? That's totally up to you. All right. If you think so. Yeah. Well, that's good because I, I, I don't even wear ties when I'm in court. Yeah. And I probably should, but I can't stand a tie. Um, but I feel like there was something else in there that we have. Oh, about I know what I was thinking about when we're going to do the devotional. Because I, I, there's a good chance that we may not be able to do the um, oh, devotional tomorrow. Yeah, for late. Because we like to do it after we've been to church. But so then we may not be have a chance oh, to be on. We'll, we'll try to fit it in, but if we if we can't, or we, uh, yeah, we may have to try to fit it in. As I said Feast. we can't do it after we get back. No, we'll be far too tired. Feast on the Word of God, my friends. That's Smith's message for us today. So I think that's beautiful. I feel bad now because Priscilla Priscilla comes from what eight hours away. Yes. And she's going to be there at 10.30. <laughs> and she picks up the kids first. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I just don't like standing in line. I love the leisurely stroll into the 1 o'clock. Jack's had some practice runs, and yeah. he gets new inspiration on what he wants to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I like the 1 o'clock. MacGyver says, uh, thanks for another great reading. You guys are the best. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank that you, MacGyver. Is so, that is so kind. <laughs> really oh wait before oh. we go before we go friends what? don't leave we didn't ask gonna pray for the uh house oh so we yes. don't want to do the oh. devotional <laughs> oh my goodness we so have um a very special request we have put in two applications for two homes and we're getting down to the wire folks so we really ask um we plead with you to please keep us in your prayers today uh tonight that um either one of those houses come through for us that, you know, we don't want to go anywhere. The Lord does not go with us. So we accept whatever his will may be, but we ask that um, he makes a crooked path straight and leads us to the home that he 
wants to fill us with his peace and his love and his joy. So um, we look forward to our next uh, adventure, but we ask for your prayers. Yeah, for sure. Oh, my friend Chico's there. Chico. Your friend does Chico. <laughs> hey, hey there. So nice to see you. Chico is a friend of mine from when I was a Muslim. So Chico, all my other friends are on our uh, regular viewers on this podcast right now, Priscilla and Jan and Sandy. So um, we're so glad you joined us and you've had some amazing encounters with Jesus. So I look forward to talking with you. I heard about the those. stories. Yes, yes. I played them for Andy. Yes. So awesome. Uh, thank you guys. Jan says she's going to be praying. MacGyver says, you got it. We appreciate it. Yeah. We, uh, we only have, we have less than three weeks. Yes. Find home. <laughs> This is not easy. This is not, this is not good. So thank you so much. I demanded God listen to me last night. I said, God, listen to me. We need a house. And I was standing when the gentlemen were singing last night, yes. I had my hands on her shoulder and she goes, Oh, I just, I, go, I just felt like standing up. No, what I was doing was saying, God, listen to me right now. This woman needs yes. peace. <laughs> Please give this woman a house. We need a house. I demanded. Yeah, I told you. I said I didn't ask him. I said, "God, we got to get us a house. We uh, it's causing yeah, so much stress." Yes. <laughs> so, and your prayers would would help. So, thank you very much. Yes, thank you. Um, Chico says, "Me too. God bless you all. Look forward to oh what unfolds." Gosh. Amen. <laughs> Amen, brother. Thank you, Kate. All right, my friends, we love you guys. We really appreciate you watching. And please share and do as well, much as you can, can I, to get the. Can yeah. I say one more thing? Sure. So, Chico, I uh, I texted you back. And I just wanted, um, let me pray. Let me pray. So Chico, if you're still here, oh, I want to, I want to especially pray. Um, oh, dear Lord, heavenly father, thank you for all of our family that's online right now. That's here, um, to hopefully receive knowledge and wisdom, um, in, in inspire their hearts to draw closer to you. And my brother Chico, my brother from a former life, uh, draw him close to you, Lord, as you did for me. Reveal yourself to him. Reveal your son and who he is in the flesh, God incarnate, that he came to earth to save our souls and to pay the price of our sin. Because with that, we have everlasting life. We repent and turn to him and we have everlasting life and never need another human being to come between us and God. And it is purely that personal relationship, the indwelling of the Holy Spirit that you promise, that you guarantee for every believer that repents and turns to Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. So we ask that you reveal that reality through dreams and visions um, to my brother Chico and everybody that he may encounter, that he will be used mightily by you, Lord, and that he will be empowered um, to just spread your word and your love because he has um, a beautiful heart and a loving soul already. And with you, Lord, there is no stopping him. So he needs your peace, your peace that passes all understanding, your joy that is without measure. And we just pray this all in the matchless holy name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Wow. That was powerful. Was it? Yes. <laughs> that Yay. was so good. Amen. I am. No, well, I was reading Kate. Oh, wait. <laughs> very good. Oh, that was so good. You know, oh. me a little, my, my oh, eyes are burning. My eyes are burning and my eyes are tearing up. All I right. Love I love you guys. Um, take Thank care. You. God Thank bless. You.
And God we'll see you. you on the next one. Take care. Bye. Bye.